Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp. It is episode number seven. You know what that means. It's the Michael Vick episode. What do you know? Number seven, get it? Well, I'll be sorry to tell you there's going to be no dog fighting on this show. The only dog is me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, anywho, uh, I've, I've captured a cold again. If you can't tell in my voice, please pray for my well-being. It's it's rough out here. I I just can't catch a break. But anyway, it's Monday night. I got to record this. I got a lot of outside the... I know this may seem like my entire life, but I got stuff to do outside of this. So it's right before the Bears, uh, Bears-Steelers game. Uh, let's hope uh, my boy Khalil Mack takes down big fat Ben Roethlisberger, puts him to the ground. We can only pray, right? We can only pray. Anywho, we have a lot on the table today. Um, it's kind of another TMZ-esque episode. We got some scandals to cover. Uh, there's like three of them in every single league. Uh, NBA, NFL, college football. The college football one's opinionated, but it's a scandal. You'll see. You'll see. Anywho, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Let's start. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Robert Sarver, son's owner, has been has been said to be a racist, be a misogynistic asshole. Um, years of misconduct has been, you know. People have said he's a piece of crap to work for, Suns officials. And the Suns, you know, they might seem like the perfect housewife, the perfect house, housewife, uh, couple, like the perfect married couple all put together on the court. But inside the house, it's a train wreck. Keys are getting thrown. The house is being destroyed. And that's Robert Sarver causing all this. Listen to this, just to get, give you an insight on how much of an asshole he or just weirdo this is just weird listen to this when the Suns were recruiting free agent LaMarcus Aldridge in the summer of 2015 the team knew that Aldridge had young children in Texas he was a father and that playing near them was appeal appealing to him he wanted to be around his kids so during the recruitment Robert Sarver remarked to two basketball operation staffers of the Suns that the Suns needed to have local strippers impregnated by NBA players, so those so those players would have children in the Phoenix area, so that Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, that his kids could have kids in like friends in the area, and feel, and giving the Suns a potential edge in free agency. That's just one. Uh, Robert Sarver also, according to two people, not one witness, but two, uh, the inter between him and Blake Griffin, an interaction, um, they said that he. He asked Blake Griffin, hey, you shave your legs? Kind of a semi-weird question. I may have asked one or two men if they shave their legs, but hey, semi-weird, okay? It doesn't, but it doesn't stop there. Get this. Griffin said, hey, I do shave my legs. The Sarver then asked, do you shave your balls too? This guy's a fucking weirdo. Excuse my language, but um, yeah, it, you know, it's got to, it's got to bring up the question, do the NBA itself is a corporation um, where the teams are under the NBA. Now, if you own a team, are you still... I don't understand the whole logistics behind how it's ran. Because if you own a team, that's its own separate business. But the NBA is ahead overall. Do they have like do they have audits to where, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the boys and the men in black come in 
and they say, hey, what's going on here? Is everything being ran right? It doesn't seem like they do because we've already seen this once. If you remember 2015 with Donald Sterling, Clippers owner, um, you know, nothing organizationally wrong, but he was a racist, and I'm sure that people around the organization could have told that the auditors, hey, watch this guy. He's a piece of crap. But this guy is just an all-around, he does it all. He's racist, uh, misogynistic. Here's another thing. He passed around staffers, a part of his crew, pictures of his wife in a bikini. And then he also told them how good of oral sex that she gives. Insane. I cannot believe that this man owns an NBA team. It's ridiculous. So that just brings up the question, what, who... Who is overall, what's the hierarchy here of the NBA? Like, does the NBA own the teams with an owner, like, with an owner? Because Adam Silver himself kicked, banned Donald Sterling from every single NBA arena. And, and I mean, he's not allowed to attend games. He wasn't allowed to own the team anymore. But this guy's on a whole nother level. He, like I said earlier, he just does it all. Um, You know, shows off his wife in a bikini. Um, multiple N-words have been said, according to multiple staffers, including Earl Watson, former head coach of the Suns, uh, called him a racist. He's got at least 100 people against him here. And as an owner of a team of 17 years, you're telling me this is all coming to light now? It's not a conspiracy. I'm just saying this is easily the NBA's fault if this is all in the play. Are Are we not having, you know... People checking on the condition of, uh, you know, the Suns itself as an organization. Why are teams not being checked on by the NBA itself? That's like an HR thing. Every company has HR, human resources, making sure everybody's cool. And But, I mean, we see it in the NFL too with the Washington, Washington football team. They have been, there's a whole investigation going into it, but it's years and years of misconduct that just come to light, like, right now we I mean we have two probes in both leagues it's really bad for the business if I'm being honest because it just shows how shitty it's being ran um you know I think that the NBA should you know have a if you're going to own a professional sports team there needs to be some as I mean you have a billion dollars but you need to have some sort of background check and like people saying oh yeah he's a decent person yeah like have at least I mean if you have billions of dollars, I'm sure you could have plenty of people say for you that you're a decent person. But people who you've worked for before, like coworkers, because I know there's plenty of people who like to stand out and say, this guy was a douchebag. I don't know. I don't know. Like job referrals. But at the same time, you're, you want to own a team. There needs to be responsibility. And I mean, if this guy's having 17 years of misconduct, um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if his conduct was always like that at a previous i mean he's been a millionaire but if there's i'm sure there's plenty of people that would say this guy was a douchebag he should not own the sons and there's just you can look in every anybody listening right now can look into the whole thing there's a whole there's a whole story on espn about it it's ridiculous to say the least but i think it's even more ridiculous on the nba's part to you know, allow these type of people to own teams because obviously I'm sure there's plenty of people who would have bad stuff to say about this guy. That's just one story on the day. Speaking of dumbasses, the college football playoff rankings. 
if you guys follow my Instagram, I posted on my story that it made me absolutely sick to my stomach seeing um, the top four. Top four that should be top eight because the college football playoffs needs to be an 18 bracket. But here's the here's the top four. Here's what they did. Oregon, number four. Okay. Yeah. No. Number three, Michigan State. They have been who have they blown who have who have they impressed? Number two, Alabama. They lost to Texas AM and they're a power five they're a power five school, and it's Alabama. That may be why they're in, but if it's Alabama, you expect them to do better. No, you got to hold them at a higher level. Number one, Georgia. That's obvious. Okay, I'll give them that. But the other three, I think it could be completely different. It basically just says teams outside of the Power Five Conference have no chance. You might as well not even try. You can go undefeated. Doesn't matter. If you're not in the Power Five Conference, you're screwed. And this would be a lot easier if this was an 18 bracket. Uh, This is why UCF wasn't in the college football playing playoffs four years ago that's not there's not enough teams in it to prove what's the point of going of having a perfect record if you have zero chance at the college football playoffs that's what doesn't make sense to me now here's my top four number four ohio state close game with nebraska they beat them one tough loss to a ranked oregon team um other than that great wins all around ohio state uh number four for me they lost to a good oregon team uh, they're playing great, great offensive football. Number three, Cincinnati, undefeated. End of story. Like, they're they're proving themselves to be an elite football team. They haven't lost. They've blown out everybody. Number two, Oklahoma, Caleb Williams in at quarterback. They're undefeated. They're an offensive powerhouse. Um, that's the, representing the Big 12. I got Big 10 ahead of them in Ohio State. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati in the AAC. Georgia, SEC. There needs to be a plethora of of you know conferences in this and i mean yeah i mean you have michigan state michigan state lost they'll be out of there but and then you got oregon in the pac-12 but these are all power five conferences it doesn't i mean you could have you could have six or seven different conferences in there if we had a 18 bracket 18 bracket would perfectly resolve everything and it would make it a lot more competitive and we'd see a lot different champions i think each year it's ridiculous. I there whoever's in the college football playoff committee just I do, I don't know how they do their firing, but if I was the CEO, everyone would be fired in that. I would walk in that boardroom. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. What are they watching? This makes zero sense at all. Cuz what's the point of going undefeated if you're not going to make the playoffs? I don't know. The college college football has always been, you know, the the pillar status, um, you know, same team in it every year and that's why I personally like the NFL more than college because it's half the times it's the same three teams every year and then one you know dark horse team but it's a little different this year I'd like to see something different um Oklahoma's in there Oklahoma should be in there Cincinnati for the first time hey I'd like to see it I don't know Wake Forest as well undefeated they should definitely be in discussion for it and there's just no point of going undefeated if it's not going to mean anything to the committee anyway sorry there's a fire engine interrupting my podcast how dare you guys trying to put out fires and stuff how dare i can't believe people anymore anywho another scandal damon arnett who who is he you might ask uh, you might have not heard of him but he's a raiders cornerback first round pick last year released today by vegas for flaunting weapons and sending death threats in a video 
Now, this only leads me to one question. Henry Ruggs was just ar- arrested last week, DUI, um, DUR- DUI with death. Um, John Gruden fired. Now, Damon Arnett released. Is is it, is Las Vegas a bad city for sports? I mean, come on, it's Sin City. You got to live up to the name there. But is Ve- I've always thought it to myself, like, nobody really actually lives in Las Vegas, if we're being real. And if you're, if you're living in Las Vegas, you're not there for sports. I'll tell you that. There's no point in having a sports team in Las Vegas. Now I know all the NBA marketers and NFL marketers, shut your mouth, Drake. You don't know anything about marketing. I It's Vegas. They'll pay for whatever. But I tell you what, it'll be the least liked. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets fans are going to care more about the Charlotte Hornets than if there was a Vegas NBA team. We'll just say that. Or Sacramento. So the Sacramento Kings have been said to be, you know, the least cared about franchise by their home hometown. And I just don't see people in Vegas really caring about sports besides betting on it. They don't care about the Raiders. Raiders are Oakland. They're derived in Oakland. Everybody from California likes the Raiders. Uh, Rams, too. That's I mean, it's basically split like that. Nobody, nobody in Vegas cares about the Raiders. And it's just a setup for fa- failure for these young guys. Henry Ruggs arrested. Damon Arnett just released. And, well, he sent death threats, so that's understandable. The the whole John Gruden thing, I don't think that's Vegas. I just think he was a douchebag overall and should have, and it was long time coming. Um, but yeah, it just leads you to the question: What is the point of having a sports franchise in Vegas? It just makes it's not it's good marketing. It's Vegas, obviously, but if there was anybody in marketing who actually cared about people, nobody would have a sports team in Vegas. Sorry. Anyway. Raiders right now are 5-3. and three. They just lost to the Giants. They still have a decent record. They're still in the uh, AFC playoff picture. So we'll see how they respond from this. We'll see if they pick up anybody to replace him. Um, yeah, he was a first-round talent. Now both first-round picks from 2020, Ruggs and Arnett, gone. Just a waste like that. And you can't have that as a sports team. And I'd like to blame it on Vegas, but I, I, I don't know. It's it's I think it's the Vegas culture. That's that's my consensus. Anywho, more NFL. Um, this re- this came out to this morning. Mac Jones, um, Mac Ten, as my as a buddy of mine like to call him. I really like that nickname for him. It's amazing, and he's living up to it. Is he the new bad boy in New England? Mac Jones was seen twisting and grabbing Brian Burns' ankle after a play during the Patriots Panthers blowout from the Patriots. You know, Mac Jones is kind of, he's kind of becoming that guy. Like, in Step Brothers, when Rob Riggle told Will Ferrell, I, I just want to punch your face right now. Is there something, Will Ferrell says, is there anything I can do about that? No, no, I just, it's your face. There's nothing you can do. Mac Jones has kind of that same smug look to him. Fulfilling Tom Brady, Mac Jones, both handsome guys, both young, both young and reckless. Mac Jones fulfilling Tom Brady's shoes, maybe. I mean, like I said last week, we're seeing a Bill Belichick rebuild for the first time. And Bill Belichick, the villain, bad, bad grandpa of the NFL, I think we might see a new dynasty in the makings. And brought to you by Mac 10. More to come on this. Um, it's still in the making. But I, I really like this bad boy per- persona for him. I think, I think he can really uh, become one of the most hated athletes in the world if... You know, 
he's got the face for it. He he's got that punchable face. Let's be real here. Mac Jones, um, yeah. I mean, I if you saw him walk out during the NFL draft when he got selected, you, you were like, this guy's. Oh, I can't stand him. But I kind of like it. I kind of like the bad boy persona a little bit. Uh, Patriots are on a damn good run right now. They're playing great. Um, but that leads me to my next point. Uh, kind of over the Mac Jones topic. This has been the most competitive year in the NFL that I have seen in a long time. This, I mean, there is no true number one team. We're seeing both conferences. The top teams are kind of starting to fall a little bit. Um, you know, you had the Bills, number one team in the AFC, in my opinion. Nine to six, lost to the Jags. The Rams just picked up Von Miller on pace to be... Uh, they're going all out this year. They just lost to the Titans without Derrick Henry. I mean, those are just two examples. But um, the Super Bowl, I can't make a Super Bowl prediction right now. I really cannot. Um, the I I want to say it's Buccaneers versus Bills as of right now. Um, and that's just I think it's just going to come down to veteranship. And the Bills are the best team in that terrible conference of the AFC. That's what it's going to come down to. And right now, I think it's Bucks and Bills probably going to change next week everything changes this week um but that leads into my new power rankings list top five not top 10 anymore because um just changes too much and i really don't think the six out of ten teams will you know make a jump into i don't know i don't know it's just i see these five teams as the most likely to make a super bowl run number five i got the rams uh lost to the titans but von miller did not play he wasn't he wasn't ready to play still Still crying over Denver, betraying him. We get it. We but they lost twenty eight to nineteen. Matthew Stafford throwing a few picks. The offense wasn't clicking. I would say that this is a true definition of a trap game. And if you I think that they were all expecting they were all high off the Von Miller trade. Um, they didn't really expect anything with Derrick Henry being out offensively from the Titans. They found a trap game bad and they took the L. Um it's all how they respond. Um Basically, I think the Rams are the most talented team in the NFL. But, you know, can't lose to the Titans, especially when you're the best team in the NFC from la- from what I said last week. And the AFC is leagues below the NFC teams. Anywho, Titans picked up a good one, and they're sitting at number four. Um, I really think that if they get Derrick Henry back, we saw a defensive presence from them from the Rams. Once they get Derrick Henry back, I really think they can make a push at the Super Bowl this year. I'm not even kidding. If Tannehill keeps playing good, um, the receiving core is solid. Derrick Henry, obviously, once-in-a-lifetime running back. Uh, Kevin Byard, insane safety play on against Stafford. Um, if you I, I like to watch the secondary a lot when I watch football. Kevin Byard, absolutely amazing play from him. They're going to be a team to watch out for. If if Derrick Henry recovers, I six to ten weeks is what they said. I bet he comes back in for Derrick Henry. With that kind of body, you're not going to hold back from an injury. You're going to recover quick. Anywho, Titans at number four. Number three, I got the Packers. Um, they lost. They lost to the Chiefs, thirteen to seven. Aaron Rodgers was out. I really don't count that game at all. Um, yeah, he was. Aaron Rodgers is pride and pride and joy of that team. Best quarterback in the league. Uh, Jordan Love could really couldn't make any decisions that Rodgers can. I mean, Rodgers most. I mean, most have said most talented quarterback of all time. But you know, 
it just came down to it. Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers, and I'd say the Packers win by two touchdowns if Aaron Rodgers is in that game. Anywho, yeah, they're sitting at number three. Uh, uh, number two, I got the Buccaneers. Now listen, they they lost to the Saints. Um, I see that as another trap game in division. Jameis Winston coming into a game against his former team. Tensions are high. Uh, Jameis Winston unfortunately went out with an injury, and who's going to scout for Trevor Simeon? Nobody. And he played damn good this week and last week. Um, the Buccaneers are on a bye week right now. I think they'll come back. Obviously, they're mo- they're the most talented uh, NFL powerhouse. In I think they definitely have the most receiving talent and running back duo talent-wise. I think Fournette's highly underrated and the best quarterback, Tom Brady. So, uh, But their defense really needs to come up. Their defense sucked. It sucked against the Saints. They looked terrible. But uh, just at that competitive nature, there's no true number one team right now. And I'm basing this off talent. I know they lost, but and they jump up. But at this point, I can't. Like Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers looks. That's what they're hanging on to. Um, but I see more of a defensive presence a little bit from the Buccaneers, more so from the Packers. But, anywho, number one, Arizona's back on top. Colt McCoy and James Conner leading the way, plowing through the 49ers. Um, yeah, they came, they came back after the loss to the Packers. They proved to why, hey, we can we can take one, we can shake it off. It was a close game against the Packers, and they just played the 49ers this week. You'd think it would be a tough division game. No, they ran right through them. That's the domination we need for my number one spot on the power rankings. Arizona Cardinals back in it, um, but the my Super Bowl prediction as a prior, Bills, Bucks, still stands. I'll tell you why. Tom Brady, veteran leadership will continue to reign through for this NFC. Um, I think it's coming to those last years where Brady's like, um, I think the talent and schemes of these incoming NFL co- coaches are going to somewhat overtake, you know, Brady's reign, but I do think the Bucks are the most talent, have the most talented offense, and that's what I think it's going to come down to in the end. Anywho, that's the top five power rankings, and that's the show. Uh, short, short little show. I know, I know. Um, but you know, there's a few scandals. Nothing crazy's happened this week. Um, I'm feeling really ill. I'm not going to lie. I feel. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to go take my temperature once we're done here. If I just pass out right on the show, that'd probably give me some views. But hey. Can't I can't I can't improv it out here. But anyway, thank you so much for watching. This was Drake's Corner, episode seven, Michael Vick episode. You know, the dogs are barking and they want more. They want more of Drake's Corner. So thanks for allowing me to be on your TV sets, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you.